a soldier of the cross of Jesus. Christ is enough. Christ is enough. You have to know the principle behind John 3.16. That's the word. Christ is enough. Christ is the enough. Is, when you read the Bible, when you understand how beautiful the presence of God is, you can't take it for granted. The Bible says that you must eat of this word daily. It's only the precious blood of Jesus Christ that has power. Christ is enough. Christ it's only the precious enough. blood of Jesus Christ that has power. Hello, this is Pastor Caleb Sukul. Thank you for tuning in into Calvary with Caleb Sukul. Please prepare your hearts as we listen to this week's sermon. I greet you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I always say this, it's a privilege of mine to minister the Word of God. And thank you for tuning in today. You know, there's nothing perfect in this life. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Our loved ones are not perfect. Your loved ones, my loved ones are not perfect. Your job, my job, nothing's perfect. Nothing. Nothing's perfect. When you look at creation, the state of creation is corrupt, looking to be redeemed. Creation is groaning. That's what that scripture means. Creation is looking to be redeemed. Creation is corrupt. We are corrupt, looking for our final stage in our salvation when we are glorified just like Jesus Christ. But in all of this, God is sovereign. Amen. In all of this, God is sovereign. My key scripture today is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 16, and from verse 16 all the way to verse 40. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing for you. You can do that in your own time. I'm just going to pick out a few verses that I want to pay attention to. I have three points today. Point number one. A stand for the gospel. Point number two. Saved by the gospel. And point number three. They must recognize the gospel. Amen. Let's go into point number one. I'm reading from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 18. The Bible says, And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. You see, the story here is when Paul was being taunted by demon-possessed girl. He cast out the demon in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, he took a stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wasn't ashamed. He took a stand. Her masters, the demon-possessed girl, her masters, now took Paul and Silas to the authorities and reported them for practicing customs that are not a part of the Roman culture. Now, this, this is just pure manipulation. This is pure manipulation. 
they are portraying themselves to be saints. Yes, they know they have this demon-possessed girl. They don't want to acknowledge that. They don't want to acknowledge that what Paul did in the power of Christ, that he cast out the demon. No, 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 no. They, they just want to manipulate the whole situation here and accuse these men, these men of God, of doing something that's contradicting the Roman society. Her masters were not telling the whole truth. Have you ever come across people like that? They will manipulate just to put themselves ahead. And they feel nothing to manipulate good people. They feel nothing to manipulate good people. That's how wicked they are. And this is what's going on here. And as a result, Paul and Silas are whooped and are sentenced to jail. They took a stand for the gospel. And today, brothers and sisters, we have to take a stand for the gospel. We have to take a stand for true doctrine. We cannot compromise with the world. We cannot be a part of the progressive church. This church, this progressive church that's emerging, that wants to preach a woke Jesus, that wants to lower the standard of the gospel, that wants to lower the standard of God, that says what the Bible is saying is no longer relevant today. This is what is being preached from some pulpits around the world. We have to take a stand before we point a finger at the world. Let's inspect ourselves first. Let's look at the church and what the church has become. This woke church, this progressive church, this progressive Christianity, we true saints of God, we, you and I, I beseech you, brethren, you and I, you and I, we, we have to take a stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. When false doctrine, when heresy presents itself, we have to take a stand. Even if we are the only ones that will call a spade a spade, even if we are the only ones that will stand up and say, this is what the word of the Lord says, this is what the Bible says, this is what is written, then that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. We have to take a stand. We have to take a stand. In order to take a stand, we have to know the Word of God. We can't be passive Christians anymore. We can't be still be drinking the milk of the Word, trying to take on heresy. If we are going to be taking on heresy and taking a stand, we can only do that with the meat of God's word. Otherwise, they will wipe us out. When they ask questions and we cannot give answers, we are going to give them the win. Even though they are wrong, if we cannot give a good answer, we're going to give them the win. We have to know the word. We have to take a stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ.
can't play church anymore. Before we point a finger out there at the world, this woke church needs to be addressed. This woke Jesus needs to be addressed. This progressive Christianity needs to be addressed. We have to take a stand. We have to go back to the ancient paths. We have to take a stand. Point number two, saved by the gospel. I'm reading from Acts chapter 16, verse 31. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. What's going on here? Now they're in chains, they're in prison, in the inner part of the prison. They're praying and they are singing hymns to God. Suddenly, there's an earthquake. The very foundations of the prison shakes. Everyone's chains are loosened, including Paul and Silas. They were put there on false pretenses. They were singing songs and they were praying to God. And God shook that prison and set the captives free. The jailer was terrified. The jailer was terrified. He knew what waited for him the next day. How do I, how do I explain this? How do I explain why everyone now that I was supposed to look after is, is not here anymore? How do I explain these two, these two men, these two culprits that were whooped and just sentenced? They're not, they, they, they're not, they're not here. They're not here. They're, they're, their chains are, are loosed. And uh, well, how do you explain that? Paul and Silas, they understood when winning is enough. They did not have a point to prove, but their heart showed in the circumstance. Instead of condemning the jailer and pointing a finger and sitting on their high horse, they gave the jailer the gospel of Jesus Christ. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. The jailer and his household was saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want us to look at our lives, inspect ourselves. There were times when we should have given the gospel. Were we too scared? Were we ashamed of the name of Jesus Christ? Or did we secretly want people to go to hell? Do we want to sentence people to hell? Can we look at our enemies and love them and give them the gospel, the saving grace? I remind you and me, I preach this to myself first before I preach it to you. Salvation is a free gift, not by works, lest any man should boast. It is given to us freely, freely we received, and freely we must give. The jailer was saved by the gospel, him and his household. 
It was saved by the gospel. This brings me to point number three. They must recognize the gospel. And I'm reading from Acts chapter 16, verse 37 to 38. The Bible says, But Paul said to them, They have beaten us openly, uncondemned Romans, and have thrown us into prison. And now they want to put us out secretly? No, indeed. Let them come themselves and get us out. 38. And the officers told words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. How the tables have turned. See, word has spread about what has taken place in that jail. <laughs> about the Jesus they preached, of how he showed up and set the captives free. How he delivered his own, how he looks after his own. How this earthquake that he sent shook the foundations of the prison, but it shook the foundations of the legal system. Now, now the truth has come out. They put innocent Romans into jail. Not just anybody, but a Roman citizen whooped and put into jail. Now they realize what they did. And Paul, Paul, he says, these guys did these things to me, to us, Romans. And now they want to quieten everything down. Let us not make a scene. Send them out quietly. Send them out quietly. The public can't know what we did. What we did to Roman citizens, innocent Roman citizens. This is scandalous. This is going to make us look bad. And Paul is having none of it. None of it. Call them. Tell them I want to speak to them. I'm paraphrasing. Call them. Tell them this Roman citizen who they hit and put in jail wants to have a word with them. You see, the truth of the matter is the demon-possessed girls, masters, and the authorities all had to recognize the gospel of Jesus Christ, my God. All had to recognize the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether they like it or not, whether they approve of it or not makes no difference. The truth speaks for itself and the truth sets us free. See, in conclusion, in conclusion, Jesus can make the waters rage. Jesus can calm the storms. 
he can call order he can call chaos into order we need the gospel the gospel is the solution my brothers and sisters Jesus is the answer let's pray father I come to you in the name that is above all name in the name by which only man can be saved in the name of Jesus father I pray that you strengthen us in our inner man that we may be bold for you that we may stand up for the truth that we may be vessels of honor used in this end time harvest to declare the kingdom of God to declare the son Jesus Christ to preach your gospel to be ready in season and out father I pray that those listening to the sermon make them strong in their inner man help them to understand the mysteries of old help us to understand it is the gospel that saves it is the power of God unto salvation the gospel is the power of God unto salvation now more than ever we need you we need your gospel let it start in the church first let it start in the pulpit let it start in the pew let the world see the church for who the church really is we ask this with much thanksgiving in the name of Jesus amen thank you for listening to this week's podcast Calvary with Caleb Suku if you enjoyed this week's podcast please be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications you're welcome to rate review or comment below until next week let Christ be seated in our hearts God bless you